Women aren't born warriors. We become them. And the road to becoming a warrior is bumpy as hell. Each week, I'm interviewing women who, through tragedy and triumph, are leaping for greatness. Get ready to unleash your inner warrior. I'm Liz Swadek, and this is Conversations with Warrior Women. Good morning, and welcome to Conversations with Warrior Women. I'm your host, Liz Swadek, and I'm here to say that just like a turbulent flight, and God knows we all hate turbulence, we are going to make it to our destination. I know these are tough times, but we're going to get through this. And today we're going to go deep diving with the queen of swimwear. In fact, right now you can't see me, but I am in one of her bathing suits and a caftan because God bless America, I'm going to feel good today. And I'm going to pretend I'm at a pool thanks to my lovely guest. Uh, I bought a few of her suits actually, and it was a game changer. But before we meet this fabulous warrior woman, if you want to know more about the show, go to thewarriormoms.co, click on the podcast link. And if you like the podcast, please leave us a positive review because it actually brings us up in the rankings. So thanks, guys. I have a new sponsor, Natasha Hemingway. Natasha Hemingway is a meaningful sales coach and speaker. She spent the last 16 years perfecting a sales system that works and feels authentic. Are you tired of having the same sales conversations and not having positive results? Are you tired of inconsistent sales? Are you tired of hearing no? I am. Natasha teaches you how to use the heart, not the hustle, to make your business a success. She helps you to have a sales confidence so you don't leave money on the table. She gives you a list of action steps to take control of your sales process. She teaches you to pivot in hard times, navigate challenging experiences, and maintain a strong brand image. Let me tell you, Natasha's the real deal. If you're not succeeding in your business, it could be your sales process. It could be your views on selling. Natasha Hemingway can turn your business around. So contact Natasha at natashahemingway.com slash hello. And that's two M's in Hemingway. natashahemingway.com slash hello. And learn to have an authentic sales process with a focus on something bigger than yourself and bigger than your business. On with the show. My guest on the show today is Andrea Bernholtz. Andrea is a fashion designer, a mom, and a wife. Her first fashion line, celebrity favorite Rock and Republic, made an impact in the denim industry with innovative fit technology. She grew the line into a full lifestyle brand, offering an expanded runway collection, cosmetics, and shoes. Her designs attracted the attention of many high-profile celebrities, including Victoria Beckham, which led to the first of Victoria's fashion collaboration. For 11 years, Rock and Republic showed twice a year in Paris and New York and was globally recognized, selling in all the major international stores like Neiman Marcus, Saks, Harrods, to name a few, plus hundreds of specialty boutiques and its own standalone stores in the US. Her latest brand is Swimmanista, which is what I'm wearing right now. Uh, Andrea Bernholtz was inspired to create these suits in an effort to give women the confidence to celebrate their own bodies and to reduce the impact swimwear has on the planet by softening her own footprint, which I can't wait to talk to her about. She uses luxury recycled fabrics to create her entire collection I'm so excited to talk to this powerhouse today and learn from her. And I know you're going to love her. Andrea, 
Welcome to the show. Why, thank you. I love the introduction. I'm going to have to play that every morning when I come down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You should just play my introduction. Be like, I'm here, children and husband. Hello. How I am? Yes. I'm going to start wearing a cape. <laughs> yes. I think everyone should just enter the room by introduction. I'm, I, I also know that you're loving this because we do video these podcasts. We don't use the video, but I had to just do it. I showed up in my bathing suit, Andrea. <laughs> Right? I in did not see suit. that coming. I love it. Yeah, I'm in my, my morning. I've got my caftan on. I'm feeling very tropical. I am so happy right now. I got to tell you, putting on a bathing suit, normally not something I love to do, but your bathing suits are actually makes me look cute. Number one, it makes Honestly, me feel like I'm in a pool. It, you look amazing. Absolutely amazing. Well, you're so nice. Okay, Andrea, let's talk about you, my love. Have you always been into fashion? I mean, I've, I've talked to you, uh, you know, we've met a couple times, like I tried on your suits and had a, and you were so encouraging of me. That's why I had you on the show. I was not feeling my best. I was feeling a little overweight. You're like, listen, girl, try on this suit. There are girls way bigger than you wearing this suit and you need to put this suit on right now. And I did it and I'm so glad I did. So, but have you already, have you always been into fashion? Like what has your career journey been before Swimanista? Before Swimanista, I had... Rockin' Republic, which I started as a, a company, honestly, as a hobby. I thought it would be really fun to put together this little collection and maybe have enough money to, you know, get health insurance. And it really just <laughs> oh, lucky. took off, right? I didn't know it was going to be health insurance for thousands of other people. Um, but I've always really, really been into fashion. When I was a little kid before camouflage was cool, I used to go to the army surplus stores and I would buy the camouflage just plain fabric and I would cut and glue gun and make my own clothes and, and all sorts of stuff. But I never really had a really strong direction or schooling in life, to be honest. So my my journey up into Rock and Republic was just kind of different kinds of hobbies and, and different careers. I did, I was living in Hawaii and came out to LA and actually was doing TV commercials. Mm-hmm. At the time, the Latina look was really popular and I was doing a lot of commercials like Taco Bell Run for the Border. And, <laughs> you know, uh, my first commercial was a Miller beer for nice. first Spanish Miller beer, Las Mas Frias. And that's where I met my business partner for Rock and Republic. And we started Rock and Republic and we branched off and we did a lot of different categories, makeup and shoes and bags and nothing we did was a license. So I got immersed in every one of the categories and learned how to make bags in Italy and shoes in, in Italy. I learned how to do the cashmere sweaters in China. I learned all of the denim and fits and washes in California. So I was very immersed in all the different platforms, but it was interesting because I never did swimwear with Rockman Republic. And we had talked about it and talked about it. And I used to always compare trying on jeans like trying on swimwear. You take 10 different fits, 10 different styles, 10 different sizes into the dressing room to see what fits the best because they're very personal. And swimwear is very, very, very personal. You know, you can't just go to the store and be like, oh, it's a medium. I think that'll work and put it on, you know, and, and buy it. It's, also, you're, you're almost I naked. I would also <laughs> say to that that it's a, there's like a little bit of a trust there. Because like, especially if you're over a size 10, if you're a 12, mm-hmm. 14 and up, you kind of become a little bit like loyal to a brand. Because if you feel good in a brand at, your, at any size, then you're like, I'm going to buy 20 of these jeans. Because, yes. and so you, be, you know, people become really brand loyal over jeans and bathing suits. Well, and that's really um, why I'm trying to keep my, the bodies down and just bringing in new colors and new 
prints because once you find something that really fits and looks great on your body, I want you to just go online or go to the store and you just, you buy each one of them and you know what fits and you know what holds you in. And I've been, you know, born and raised in Southern California, live in Hawaii. I go back and forth all the time. And bathing suits were always the bane of my existence because I could never find anything that really fit for me on top because I'm I'm bigger on top. I'm like a, well, right now, like a triple D. Yeah. So to find anything that was supportive, that held me in, that didn't hurt my neck, that, you know, it checked all the boxes was never... I never found anything that was great for me. If it did fit, it looked more like a sports bra. Right. I never wanted that. It was that, like really you know? camping down the ladies, really keeping yes, it. Yes, there were like yeah. super, super wide straps or it came all the way out. You know, it just wasn't what I, I wanted to, to put out there. So I wanted to, you know, I would sit there and I would say to myself, oh, I wish this would, you know, adjust over here. I wish this would adjust over there. Or I used to take things to the seamstress and then a bunch of my friends, we were all in Mexico. Wait, wait, wait. we're going to get to that. We're going to get oh, to that. Sorry, First, I got to rush yes, me, Andrea. Yes. I got oh my, my God. plan. I'm ahead of myself. I'm ahead of myself. No, wait. First, I wanted, before you, I want to get into that. I want to talk about that Mexico trip because that is like the, my favorite way that you literally came up with this with your girlfriends in Mexico. But I want to know a little bit about Rock and Republic before we kind of move into swimming stuff. Yeah, sorry. Um, just for, for people who are starting businesses or have businesses or are thinking of starting a business, because believe it or not, we're going to actually be out of this pandemic one day in our lives. So there is going to be an after. So I'm strongly encouraging all the people who are listening to get your plan in place because this is not going to last forever. So this is the time you can be building and dreaming and thinking up something. So tell me about some kind of highs and lows of Rock and Republic? What worked? What didn't work? What was good? What was bad? Okay. First off, Liz, it's so refreshing to hear you say that, yes, this is going to get over and do the work now because that's exactly what I'm doing. And you're the first person to share that thought with me. Everyone is like kind of checked out until things resume, but I'm redoing my website. I'm doing this new PowerPoint presentation for all my new styles. I'm working on all these new things. So when the flip switches... I'm ready. So I'm so glad you're on the same page with me. Thank you. It's encouraging. So with Rock and Republic, it was a big leap of faith. It was something that I really was scared to get into denim because it was not my forte per se. Fashion was, but not denim in particular, but just, you know, starting things um, and having it grow so fast and so furious and having to always just, you know, trying to keep up. Right. Constantly. And I really, I'm, I'm grateful at the time I didn't have any children. You know, I have a daughter now and it was at the time it was all so self, it was completely consuming. It was, there was hardly any room for anything else. You know, I missed out on uh, birthdays and celebrations and births of my, you know, first niece and nephew and all sorts of things because um, my dedication was so strong with rock and Republic and, you know, taking opportunities. It was never saying no or never saying, oh, I'm not ready. If I wasn't ready, I didn't care. I would do it anyway. And then I would just fly by the seat of my pants and, and make it ready. You know, if there was a, a trade show and somebody in Italy or Germany said, oh, there's a trade show and we think you would be fabulous, we would just all, you know, jump on board and and make it we're happen, whatever it was. You were leaping for yeah. greatness. Yeah, you, you know, if doing. you set everything up and stand there saying, okay, now I'm ready, well, it's too late. You have to seize the moments and seize the opportunities. Yeah. And I know it was a different world. There wasn't even social media 
when we started our business. It, oh it's gosh. crazy. I know. Yeah. Things have changed. Wow. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so highs and lows where you probably missed some things Were there, you you kind of learned along along the way you left for, you left for greatness. Did you ever kind of have a feeling of like, and I feel like everyone goes to this, like, what am I doing? Um, Like, am I every day? Every day. Every day. Yeah. Oh my God. I would, uh, there were days when I would want to throw up, you know, I'd be like, Oh my God, how are we going to do this? There's no way. What am I thinking? How am I doing this? You know? Um, and then there were other days, but with all of that, I have to say the one thing that I, and I still do to this day was always grateful for the problems I had. I was grateful that, Oh my God, how am I going to ship this out? What a great problem to have. I'm grateful that I'm nervous about doing this trade show. Great. I'm doing a trade show, you know? So I, I always take it back there, you know? And, um, it allowed me to meet some amazing people all over the globe. You know, I ran our international business portion of it, um, which was almost 50% of our business. And I was gone out of the country about 200 days out of the year. Wow. So um, that was a lot. It was very taxing on personal relationships. And, you know, my family, when I would call home, I, you know, I'd call my father and he wouldn't say, how are you? He'd say, where are you? Like, <laughs> where are you? Yeah. You know, we had Portugal, um, I was in, I mean, fortunate because it was fashion to be in fabulous places. I was in France like 10, 11 times a year, London, Italy. I mean, it was, they're wonderful, wonderful places. And I had great experiences and learned so much just about life. Yes. I realized the, the huge importance of just travel for knowledge. Um, but now I completely lost sight of the entire question. No, 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 no. You're the right direction. So, uh, no, I was just saying that, you know, when you're, when you're starting a brand, there's highs and lows. I call them the drinking in the driveway moments when you're like, what am I doing? Although now the drinking in the driveway moment has become staying in your house and where else are you going to drink but in your driveway? So now it's real. Now I should have yeah. called the pod. I literally considered calling the podcast drinking in the driveway. And then I thought, oh no, that's oh too much. God, that's that's so it. Now funny. I'm like, oh my God. I was like, had a premonition. I had a there premonition. shadowing there, girl. Oh my God. Oh my anyway, God. Well, let's yeah, get into so your- What was really great about that also was that I was able to help my friends and family. And when I was in town and uh, like, as far as financially supporting, party supporting, you know, we had a boat. It's like, let's all go on the boat. Let's do, you know, we did so many fun things. And my father's passed away now, but his dream was the Indy 500. And we sponsored an Indy 500 team, you know, and we took private jets there. And we had season tickets, you know, for, uh, at Staples Center. And we watched, you know, the Lakers playoffs. And for me, in my head, the moments of highs were sharing some really wonderful things with my family that we were able to after we achieved our success. And my family, my mother and my father, and even my brothers and sisters at the beginning, they would come into town. They would help me cut things out. And the support and love from them and the encouragement was so instrumental in my success too. I mean, that is honestly the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Oh my gosh. I, I, you know what? And by the way, what is money if you can't do things like that? I mean, if I, you can't share it, it's no fun. I, that's exactly my feeling. I always say like, if I was like a billionaire, I, everyone would be a billionaire with me because I'd be like taking everybody everywhere and doing everything. Cause that's yep. not my role. Yes, exactly. Yeah. My friend, he said, you know, it's so nice that you've got money and you know what to do with it <laughs> as, we're on my, yeah, as we're on my boat. You know? Yes. I know what to do with all the money. So hand it right over universe. Okay, great. Yes. Um, Let's talk about your awesome swimwear line. So Swimmity said you were on vacation in Mexico with your girlfriend. And what was the revelation? 
Well, the revelation was, hey, why don't you make some swimwear? Because we were all sitting there complaining about how nothing fit right, nothing feels good, nothing supportive, my boobs fall out, my boobs hurt, you know, all these the complaints, right? Yes. So they said to me, why don't, you know, you know how to make clothes. Now, this is after I'm, I'm sold Rock and Republic. I'm not going back. Like, you know, I'm burning the Rolodex. There's, there's, there, I'm done. I had a baby. It's a whole new life. There's no way I'm going back into this crazy business. So they said, why don't you make a bathing suit? You know, I said, no, I don't, I'm not interested. And I swear to God, I kept hearing it for weeks and weeks and weeks in my head. Like, why not? Why not? I, I take my bathing suits and I Frankenstein them together and I take them to the seamstress and why not? Why not? Why not? So then, you know, I had a friend who had a manufacturing company who kept saying, let's do something together. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. It had to be organic. You know, I couldn't just go do something just for the sake of doing something. I had to really right. feel it. Right. And so I had to listen to that little voice and I started to, I thought, okay, well, let's do some designs. And then I slowly got sucked back into the whole thing. And as I got sucked back into it, you know, I was raised being very eco-conscientious, recycling when I was a little girl, when I was a little girl. Before ego was cool. You were like ego way before. Way before. Like I thought we were poor because we did this, you know, we had to drive (laughs) everything to the recycling center. I asked my mom, like, why are we doing this? And turning off lights for the, uh, the light switches to save, you know, the environment and not using bags to save trees. And my mom, you know, was very like a hippie. So, um, it was very natural to try to find fabrics that were eco-friendly, especially for the beach. You know, I do impromptu unofficial beach cleanups all the time. There's always a grabber and a bucket, you know, in my car. And, um, so having eco-friendly fabrics now with technology, it's advanced even when, since I started to, uh, source fabrics. First I was finding just the yarn that was eco-friendly and having to weave my own fabric. And now you can find fabrics that are eco-friendly, you know, beautiful Italian fabrics that are made from recycled plastic bottles. I mean, it's so, it makes me so happy. And so this one I'm wearing um, right now is made from a recycled plastic bottle. Stop it. It's (laughs) so nice. First of all, I I want to do a nice little commercial and say, I have now been sitting in this bathing suit in a chair for 17 whole minutes. And not once (laughs) have I even thought about the bathing suit. I haven't adjusted it. I haven't touched the strap. I haven't thought about my boot falling out. I haven't said it's not hurting my butt, hurting my coochie. It's not hurting anything. (laughs) I feel like I'm in pajamas. So I'm just going to say that that right there. Okay. Thank you. Yes. So that was another really important thing to have something that was super comfortable, something that was super supportive. Important is like you, you and I have girlfriends of every size. Yes. I have, I have teeny meanies. I got yep. big ladies. I got ladies with big boobs. I got ladies with no boobs. I got, I, I've got every type of friends. You probably yep. were like, these poor women are, have nothing to actually put on that's not hideous, like bathing suit wise. Yeah. I mean, I, I see, you know, and I have a lot of different friends in a lot of different groups. And I think, oh, this suit would be so good for you. Oh, this would be great for you. Or, you know, um, or you see someone at the beach and I think, oh my God, can I just, you know, get you a, a bathing suit that is going to be right. Or, you know, you see the big marks around ladies' necks. I don't want anything hanging around our necks. I can't stand anything, um, especially when you're a fuller, bigger in the bust. And that's a lot of weight to be yanking down on your neck. And I feel like, especially now with our telephones, our necks, we have so many more neck problems than we ever used to anyway. 
Yeah, no, that, like when you have big, big boobs, like that is a, a serious drama. Like I feel like I have big boobs and I feel like every stupid suit is made like that, like a, like yeah. around your neck and it makes you feel like literally within five minutes, I have like a sore shoulder, a sore neck. Yes. It's so stupid. I can't believe it. Yeah, I would get headaches. So I tried to cantilever everything on your body and make it adjustable. And it's not one size fits all. And it's not one size fits all for our own bodies. You know, some days you're bigger than others. So I've got bottoms that adjust. I've got things that, you know, you can uh, have a bottom that you can make a little higher that covers your pooch, uh, you know, and roll them down a little bit. And all of my tops, you can adjust um, and also for tan lines too, because I don't want the same tan line on my body sometimes. So you can adjust things by tying them in different ways and it gives a kind of a different look, different tan line, but the bottom line is comfort. If yeah. we want to feel comfortable when we're feeling so exposed anyway, mm-hmm. like there, it's, it's terrible to feel exposed and then feel uncomfortable on top of that. It like does nothing for your confidence. Yeah. Well, I think these bathing suits do a ton for your confidence. Cause I, again, I, I'm not the littlest person and I have that, this on and I feel like a million bucks, <laughs> and I'm, especially when I'm in my house and it's like ugly outside, but I'm in my <laughs> bathing suit. Um, so tell me, you mentioned your daughter. What's her name? Her name is Barrett. And she's Barrett is my mother. Oh my God. That is, this is so wild. Andrea Barrett is the name of my, my parents' best friends growing up. Barrett was the really? mom. Yes. Was she Scandinavian? Yes. She was, okay. Yeah, I've, I've come to find it's a, a Scandi name, which is crazy because I thought I kind of invented this name, right? Well, not really. Well, it's how Barrett do you spell Jackson. it? How do you spell it? I spell it B-A-R-R-E-T-T. And your okay. mother's friend was probably B-A-R-I-T. No, she Barrett. was B-E-R-R, or B-E-R-R-I-T. I-T, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I named my daughter after my husband. I mean, my husband, my, sorry, my father passed away and his name was Barry and I wanted to give her his name. So we put a little twist on it by calling her Barrett. I love it. How old is she? She's eight. Oh my gosh. She's eight. Okay. So tell me it, we've talked about this a little bit, but I want to know your take on it. And I talk, I've talked, you know, a bunch of, I've had a bunch of moms on the show. They've all, some of them feel that there is something called work-life balance. I think it's kind of BS. What, what is your feeling on family balance and have you been able to achieve it with work and, and wife and baby mommy and everything? Well, it totally works on paper. <laughs> on paper. <laughs> yes. On paper. But in the real world, I mean, I can't tell you how many schedules and calendars I've put together and, um, it, it's, it's, I don't know if anyone really can crack the code, good for you. But, um, every day is different. Your child is different every day. You are different every day. And, um, I just try to do the best that I can. I feel like if I draw a roadmap of how I want my week or my you know day to go, it gives me a good plan of action. It doesn't, it's rarely executed in the time frame that I, I like to have it done. I do a lot of my work, um, in the middle of the night or super, super early in the morning when it's quiet. And, um, so you only eat, eat your sleep is even, you, you are more sleep deprived, excuse me, because it's like you're doing a double shift because also, you know, the fact that Barrett has been homeschooled for four years. Yes. Um, yes. You've oh, been yes. homeschooling for four years. We all just started, Andrea. We're like just starting the homeschooling. So maybe, so I want to know, yes, about the family balance. And if you think that's achievable, but I also want to know, do you have any tips for us? Like, what is your advice on homeschooling? Because I'm already hearing from my, the moms out there 
they are so tired already and they are so <laughs> like, they just had no idea what the teachers were really ha- handling this on this level and they are just exhausted. So how do you, how do you handle all that and still have this line? Well, okay. I am very, very fortunate to have someone who lives with us and who helps me with us. She's my psychiatrist, my best friend, my helper, my everything. So that's very helpful. But um, we eased into um, homeschooling. Like we did a summer program and then we tried out different programs. But I feel like if we get our academics done in the morning, then it's like, okay, here's playtime. Go play in the backyard for half an hour. Okay, here is a computer program for half an hour that is assigned from the school. So keep breaking it up. And then unfortunately now with Corona, there's different ways of doing it. So now it's like these virtual play dates or, um, yeah. yeah. and, um, you know, my daughter's involved with a homeschool groups. Now they're all virtual, but prior to that. So um, there were these big chunks of time that were almost like extended play dates, but they they did show and tell. And so there was a kind of element that regular a regular home I mean regular schoolers have, so that she can still have those experiences. And she's involved in martial arts, and she's involved in ballet and tap and um, you know, mathnasium, all these other things. And I always try to when I take her to try to take the most of okay, this is what. I have an hour and a half here. This is what work I'm going to do while she's in the class. I can still drive her, be present, but this is the work that I need to get done at that time. Right. So it's just trying to schedule things, but just know whatever schedule you're going to to do, it's never going to be exactly right. It's never going to fall right. And you have to be okay with that. Yeah. You have to be flexible. I mean, you know, give yourself a a break. There's a lot of acceptance I think that people need to have right now. It's not that you're going to give up. It's not that you're going to lay down and be depressed and gain 50 pounds, but there's a level of acceptance of where we are. This is where we are. This is our new normal. Are we going to come out of it? Yes. Will things be different after we come out of it? Probably. I mean, that is, we have to accept that, but that is no excuse to not be thinking of the future trying your best, what's next for me, answering all those questions. So we're going we're gonna to keep that stuff going. Um, tell me, you're a member of the fashion police, which I died <laughs> that you're a member of the fashion police because I think that is probably the most fun job I could ever think of. Um, <laughs> so who do you do fashion police for and what is some good fashion advice you can give us, Andrea? We need some. Well, um, I'm, it, I'm the fashion police for Us Weekly magazine. Um, so I contribute probably two or three times a month. Sometimes I, I miss my deadline to be perfectly honest. It's, it's just, it's a fun job to have. And yes. I love, I love when it's award season and I know the the stuff that's going to come my way is going to be fabulous, especially a lot of these rappers or some people that you can tell they just are dressing on their red carpet just to, you know, evoke <laughs> some sort of comment. Yeah. And it's just really funny. Like you look at some things and you just think, Wow. Like somebody, you hired a stylist to do this to you. you know? <laughs> exactly. You didn't even do it to yourself. So you paid somebody. <laughs> you paid someone. Like that's what makes it even worse. Like there was a team of people that put that together. Oh yeah. Um, and they made you know, those But I've had a lot of friends. Carefully. I've had a lot of friends over the years. They've had a lot of celebrity clientele and they will say to me flat off the bat, she's like, I dressed, you know, so-and-so. I just provided her with clothes and I'm listed as her stylist. But just so you know, she wore whatever she wanted to wear and it really wasn't me. You know, like there's a lot of disclaimers on 
some of these. Well, I'm sure that happens too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Okay, so what yeah. what about for the average people? You know, like us, we're not on the red carpet. You know, most, we're not on the red carpet. We're real women. Some the, fashion tips. Anything? Okay, listen. The best thing is to wear what we feel comfortable in. That's the bottom line, and just be true to yourself and be comfortable. You know, it's a fast-paced world, and don't wear anything that's going to keep slipping or something that's going to keep unsnapping or something that doesn't, you know, look necessarily flattering on you, but just wear something that's comfortable. And if everyone is looking, if, if the color of the year is chartreuse and you look disgusting in chartreuse, stay away from it. It's just not you. You know what I mean? Right. You don't have to I adopt love, the trends. No, I love paper bag pants, just not on me. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to skip that. You know, you, you just have to dress for yourself and have fun with it too. You know, if you want to wear fun colored socks or I I don't really follow any rules. Yeah. Whenever I I dress, I just dress however I feel for the day and what I feel comfortable in. And I I think think it's kind of important even to dress now. I mean, we're like in our houses, right? I mean, I'm looking fabulous, of course, but I'm saying even on a regular day, even if I like wear sweatpants or I try to wear cute sweatpants and a cute shirt, I try to kind of, because I feel like part of the kind of acceptance of going on, you don't want to slip into like a depressive point. Like it's good to be comfy. It's good to feel good, but you also don't want to be like so schlumpy that you feel bad about yourself. It's a fine line. I feel a hundred percent. And I feel like um, our day to day, as far as homeschooling, and I have an office at home. I also have um, another office and shipping center that, but I mostly work from my office at my house. And my whole rule of thumb, generally, and it still follows of what's happening now with coronavirus. I get up and I get dressed. I do not go down into my office in my pajamas. I get up, I get dressed, I do my hair, um, and get to work. It changes your mindset. Yeah, you know. And I think that's really important. And it's just like when I spend too much time in Hawaii and I'm wearing moo's all the time, I mm-hmm. realize too, um, <laughs> I gain weight. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh yeah, you know, get out of the moo girl, um, get out of the sweatpants. And, and also too, you feel a sense of pride and then you do feel like taking care, care better care of yourself. You know, it, it's, it's that tipping point for your own self. It's like the, the, the ball that's going to roll negatively or the ball that's going to roll positively. You are just rolling hardcore with the ball. I have to say by looking amazing in this time right now. Too. Oh, well, I'm trying. I'm not using this time as an excuse <coughs> to uh, eat and gain weight. I'm using it as a time to get fit. So when I come out of this cave, then I'm going to be like, pow, pow, Yeah. Damn girl. Um, so tell me what's next for you. What, like, I know you're going to do a collaboration and you've got some new things coming out. So tell me what's next. Okay. Well, so the next thing I'm working on, which I'm the most, most excited is I'm doing a collaboration with the French designer, Christian Lacroix. And I've been a fan of Christian Lacroix, his prints. I've been a fan forever. It was the first fashion show I ever attended in Paris. So it has always held like this special place for me anyway. And, um, you know, as they're coming out now and reinventing themselves with reaching out into different um, categories with different people, I immediately jumped on board and flew to Paris and was like, you have to do swimwear with me. And so I'm very, very excited. The prints that are coming out and with the prints and some putting his prints on my bodies are mm-hmm. just like, I, I want everything. You, you were going to oh, die. Dying you to see. See. Oh dying. my God. <laughs> so, so good. So then, you know, I've been really focusing a lot on the resort business because for me, 
when you go on a holiday, first of all, you don't even think about money. And and my suits are are very I, well priced. I think you know, um, but nobody thinks about money, and they just think about the the fun memories of a trip. You know, so. Like you'll say, oh my gosh, this is a bathing suit. You know, I got it at the Maui Four Seasons on that great yes, trip. You know, yes. it evokes a really great memory. And so I love having people re-experience that by focusing on the, the resort business. So I am, I'm doing a lot with the Four Seasons and I noticed their kids business was so big. And my daughter kept saying, are you doing kids? Are you doing kids? So I've talked with the Four Seasons and I'm introducing kids as well. Oh, amazing. So, oh, yeah, Coco will so be thrilled. My daughter very, will be thrilled. Yes, she will. So very excited to be introducing our kids collection. And also I'm doing um, some caftans because we've got to have the caftan. Okay, so okay. Look at me over here. I had to find this one to match my red suit, but I need I need so one of fabulous. yours to match my red guy. Yes, I do. Yeah, but but the one you have on now, that's fabulous. The leopard, yes. the colors, everything, really good. Yeah. Have to say. Yes, but I do. Um, so, so it's going to be, you know, um, a stronger, more cohesive impact, not just, you know, here's some swimwear. It's like a whole lifestyle vibe for resorts, for swim, for beach. Amazing. So I'm super excited. And I was so excited because, you know, this was going to be, we were pushing to do an early launch. We we're doing all these uh, trunk shows. We we're going to start in July of this year. <laughs> so, <clears throat> excuse me, things are obviously going to be pushed back. Yeah. Um, because that's how, I mean, no one's going to be ready in July, even if things go back to, to our quote unquote normal of, um, it's going to take the the world a little while to, to, to get back to it. But when they do, they're going to have fabulous swimwear, fabulous swimwear for their kids, great caftans and a lot of, of new styles as well. Okay. great. And it's, it's funny. I like the, I love doing trunk shows because I get to talk to women and hear what they like, what they don't like. There's a bathing suit store in Tarzana called Body and Soul. And the owner there has been so amazingly generous with me. She's like, just sit in here all day. Listen to what people like, what they don't like, what they want to wear. Bring in suits for women to try on. And it's been a really great way for me to really see, you know, woman on the street, what she likes, what she doesn't like, how things fit, what they're looking for, what they're missing. And it's really helped me create uh, collections for women because that's what it's all about. Well, I mean, I love that you are listening to that feedback and you're directly in touch with women because I think like, yes. what is a focus group if you're not going to go to this place and talk to the people yourself? That's amazing that you do that. Yes. And also too, with my fit model, I make them like bend over and like shake your boobs. Like, do your boobs fall out? If they don't fall out, good, we're in business because there's nothing, nothing worse. Like you're, you put yourself together, but then you move and you're like, this goes up yeah. your butt, your boob falls out here. You yeah. know, it's one step, one step. <clears throat> and then your boob is like flying out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. It's time for the speed round. My favorite part. Okay. What? And I love this because I already know what the answer is. What is the mantra or quote you live by? <laughs> life is a banquet and most poor suckers are starving to death so this is a quote from my favorite movie and now i just realized your favorite movie auntie mame which we're mm -hmm. obsessed with this movie for every reason right for fashion yeah. comedy yes. for i mean just design style every possible reason but everything but that line life is a banquet but most poor suckers are starving to death as funny as it sounds that is the mentality 
that I have always adhered to. And I, that's when I knew you and I were soul sisters when you said, when you told me that was your, your quote, your mantra, because really you got to think about that, right? It's a, it's a, it's a perception, right? You can either yes. think life is a banquet or you can think you're starving. And if you can just keep your life as a banquet going, even in the middle of everything we're going on, that's going on right now, the way you're keeping your business going, I'm keeping going. If you can keep your life as a banquet attitude through this, then you've got something going. Yeah, but it, it really is, you know, and I always try to make the best of everything. I always have to make the most fun of everything. I, and, um, you know, you can be miserable, rich or poor, and, or you can be happy rich or poor, you know, there's lots of great sayings, but that one to me is just, it's the best. Love it's it. the best. Oh my gosh. And it's going to be the name of this podcast. Cause it's my favorite. Um, <laughs> okay. This episode, what simple thing do you do for yourself? Like a self-care tip that you could share with our listeners? Well, that's good because to be honest, I don't do a lot of self-care. I need to do more because I'm a super simple, I don't even dye my hair. Actually nails. I do my nails. Okay. My nails is kind of like my little, okay, that's sit your down little and treat do, and you're down. That's to my treat. Again. Yeah. Yeah. When you can mm-hmm. relax and get that done. Okay. That's a good one. What makes you feel unstoppable? Uh, gosh. Well, there's so many things that make me feel unstoppable. I mean, sometimes just when my daughter looks at me with her big eyes and just thinks I'm the best and smartest, most wonderful person makes me feel unstoppable. Or, you know, that to me is, is, the greatest thing. I love it. Her admiration. I love it. Yeah. I, speaking of admiration, who do you most admire? Gosh, you know, it's a collective of different people I admire. I admire so many different women for so many different things. Um, you know, before I had children, I didn't appreciate some of the women that were I knew in my circle that were so successful with children. Now I have a new admiration for them. Um, as different things come into my life, I have different types of admiration for a lot of collectively different women. Yeah. Women are amazing. What is mm-hmm. exciting you the most right now? We kind of talked a little bit about it, but what else? What What's exciting you the most right now? Well, um, it, it's a little tricky to be super excited right now, but I am really excited about my collaboration with Kristen Lacroix and expanding into the different categories. I'm, I, I cannot wait. It's so frustrating to get so close. Like I have all my samples and we're, you know, I had to cancel my photo shoots and everything. And I'm so excited to, to get this launched and for everyone to see it. Well, I can't wait. And you know what? Possibility is exciting to me. You know, like oh, there, yes, yes, you yes, might yes. have to let wait a little long for it to come to fruition. But possibility is exciting. And I love that this is even in the ether of happening because that is so exciting to me. So, but thank you so much for coming on today. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I honestly, you made my day. Well, I love you. You're so amazing. You're so funny and you're so articulate. And I wish you nothing but happiness and success. And I'm so um, thrilled that you asked me to do this, really. Well, you're a powerhouse and back at you tenfold. And I'm really excited about this collaboration. Well, thank you for joining us, everyone, today. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review. Remember, those good reviews help us. This is Conversations with Warrior Women. And this is me, Liz Swadek. Remember, every woman has a story. You just have to ask her. Bye.